0: everyone. Thanks again for joining me this week for another episode of True Basis Health, The Ripple Effect. Last week, I was talking about getting on and off autopilot and creating new well-being habits. And a couple of you reached out and asked about the habits that have impacted my well-being the most. And I want to thank you very much for asking. And I am so happy to share. For those of you that don't know, if you have a special topic you'd like covered or want more specific information, on a podcast, you can check out the Ask Mika section at TrueBasisHealth.com slash podcasts. So this episode is dedicated to me sharing the biggest well-being needle movers for me. And I'm going to share up front that they are probably not at all what you were thinking. Well, at least a few of them might surprise you. When I think of well-being habits, I think of anything that provides physical and mental health. In my book, if it reduces stress, increases happiness or productivity, and improves the overall quality of my life, I put it in the well-being bucket. You already know my philosophy on everything being interconnected. And if you don't, a visit to TrueBasisHealth.com is in order. I believe everyone is familiar with consistently practicing the basic healthy habits like regular exercise, good nutrition, getting enough sleep. You all know that. I think true well-being goes well beyond those main ones. Keep in mind, each of us is uniquely different. The level of impact these have on you may be different, but I found them to be amazing influencers of my well-being journey. So let's dive in. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health, where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well-being. In each episode, Mika Hill, Certified Total Well-Being Coach and Perfect Health Educator, will cover bite-sized topics ranging from transformational well-being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess, Mika Hill. As I reflected on my well-being journey, it was pretty obvious to identify the six biggest well-being influencers. I hope some of these will resonate with you and you'll share feedback on what you're currently doing and or want to try. So it's the first thing we do when we enter the world. It's the last thing we do when we leave. It's the most basic biological function, the breath. Breath is life. If I'm completely honest, Breathing techniques are something I come back to time and time again when I think about techniques I use to enhance my well-being. Why? They're easy (laughs) and you always have the breath with you. When I'm stressed, when I can't sleep, when I need to focus, the breath is always there and it's the connection between the body and the mind. So I pull on it regularly, if nothing else, than to just center myself and tune into my body. The breath was something before I started my health journey I kind of took for granted, to be honest. It wasn't until going through training in yoga that I realized just how much the breath impacts my body and mind. And if you're questioning this one, do me a favor. Next time you're in the middle of a project or something you're intensely focused on, and this can even be intently looking at emails and responding to texts, just stop for a minute and just take note of your breath. If you are like I was, and about 80% of the rest of the population, you're likely holding your breath when you're concentrating. It's usually very subtle, and we don't do it for a long time, but it's just enough to affect the flow of oxygen in our system. And guess what that does? It kicks in our stress response. So I have no shortage of stories where breath work has helped me, including a now funny one, but it was not funny at the time, story of how I used my breath to fix a scuba diving incident gone wrong at 30 feet under on my honeymoon. If you want to find out more, reach out to me. In the Restore Roadmap, a signature course I offer, there's a whole module on the different kinds of breaths you can use to bring balance to your life. Ones to pump you up, before you're giving a presentation or you need to be on your toes. Breaths to neutralize and bring you into the present moment when you're stressed. And breaths to bring you down when you need to settle in and relax or even go to sleep at night. I'm telling you, breathing techniques are so powerful. They can profoundly impact your blood pressure, your heart rate, your cortisol levels in just a few minutes. And I believe so deeply And mastering the breath, that I actually became a certified yoga body breathing coach. If you are curious about the breath, a go to resource is the book Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art by James Nestor. And you can also enjoy breathing breath work uh, classes, complimentary with the Clarity Club membership. But let me give you the cliff notes. Adding a daily breath practice is easy to do because you can do it anywhere and literally two minutes a day. Can help you master your nervous system. Okay, habit number two. Ladies with frizzy hair, you'll know what a difference adding texturizing spray makes. No, this well-being habit is not about hair, but it's the same concept. When you add the texturizing spray, it creates a little friction as the brush goes through to smooth things out. Sometimes we need a little friction in our life to smooth out the rough edges. So well-being tip number two is allowing for just the right amount of friction to create opportunities. And the reason I say that is because with too much friction, your hair will go from being smooth with nice body to straight, flat like a piece of straw. (laughs) The same is true in life. Let me explain. Not enough friction, life's too easy. It's not challenging enough to grow us and make us feel like we're doing something. On the other hand, too much friction creates unnecessary steps. It takes too much extra time, mental and physical energy when you want to do stuff. And friction creates drag and makes things difficult when they don't need to be. So when you've got too much friction in your life, it's going to deplete you. It's going to wear you down and it's going to slow you down. So when it comes to well-being, a big needle mover for me was removing the right amount of friction and taking out the extra steps that were depleting me. And in doing so, I really created some opportunities for success. And this showed up in a couple different ways. But let me give you a couple of examples. As many of you know, I'm a big proponent of juicing. I did a juice retreat with Sherry Kelbaum. She's known as the Juice Lady in Arizona. And we did a week of juicing. And I love juicing. I love how it makes me feel. Talk about bursts of energy. Well, juicing requires cleaning, cutting, prepping veggies, which can be time-consuming. Not all of us have 30 minutes that we can spend cutting vegetables up. So the last thing you want to do when you're trying to get out the door in the morning is prepping a bunch of veggies to make a juice. To remove friction, I purchased the organic peeled baby carrots when I made carrot juice, literally. All you have to do is cut open the bag, dump it in the juicer. By the way, the juice from carrots makes the Best carrot soup when you add avocado, blend it afterwards, and I add a little bit of sea salt. If you want to, uh, the recipe, reach out to me or check out Sherry's book, Souping is the New Juicing. Tons of great, good for you recipes. I made the routine even easier and reduced more friction by investing in a Nama juicer. And that eliminated the need for me to stand there and feed the juicer piece by piece. I just dumped the bag of ingredients, turned it on. Continued with my morning activities, and the juice was ready when I was ready. I'm talking about the law of least effort, friends. So, for you, removing friction might be stacking your self care appointments on a single day, the day of you, so you don't feel constantly interrupted throughout the week trying to fit in individual appointments. Removing friction might be removing things or people from your life that cause unnecessary friction to figure out what friction is to you and where you can create opportunities for success and reduce stress ask yourself what is making my world feel hard then incorporate the three b's as my mentor martha beck says bag it barter it or better it because life is easier when it's simple because simple is sustainable So, ask yourself, how can I remove friction and make things more simple? Okay, you get the point. Next habit, I'll lead with this. You are your own best cheerleader. Can you give me an M? I'll cheer myself on any day of the week. The old Mika would focus on I'm tired, I'm stressed, or whatever negative emotion I was feeling in the moment. And you know, that pops up still to this day, but there's a verse in the Bible. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, The tongue has the power of life and death. So that brings me to well-being habit number three, positive self-talk. I've become very cognizant of what I say to myself. I've become kinder, and that kindness is almost like a little voice in my head that's pushing me on, telling me everything's going to be okay, that I'm exactly where I need to be. And in Ayurveda, the science of life They have the saying that we must digest everything, not only our food, but our thoughts and our emotions. And if you're beating yourself up, all the other well-being activities will be for naught because, as they say, we can turn nectar into poison with negativity. I don't know if any of you are familiar with um, Chris Wark. He's a cancer survivor, and he shares his story in his book, Chris Beat Cancer. He said the tongue has two functions. It feeds the body and it feeds the soul. And I remember him saying that we can promote health and wellness or disease and death by what we put in our mouth, but what comes out of our mouth does the same thing. Just like they propose in Ayurveda, your words can build you up or they can tear you down. So look at how you talk to yourself. What are you saying? Are you speaking words of hope and encouragement? Are you speaking words of discouragement and despair? The next time you look in your mirror, tell yourself, I'm worthy. I'm healthy. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And the more you say it, the more you're going to believe it. Okay, number four. How's this list working for you so far? Is it what you expected? Number four. If you've been following the podcast or a member of the Clarity Club, you know that our surroundings make all the difference. So well-being habit number four for me is choosing the right environments. From Ayurveda, we know the colors, textures, scenery, scents, anything that impacts the senses all impact our mood. My good friends joke with me about my hotel choices. (laughs) There's nothing I love more than a good luxury hotel, and this was even before my time as a hotel broker in Atlanta. I think it goes back to my parents taking me to the Greenbrier Resort as a kid. Give me pretty interiors, music in the lobby, an afternoon tea time, and I am in heaven. We have a five-star hotel in Raleigh called the Umstead. Their lobby is gorgeous. The atmosphere stimulates every sense, from the moment you walk in the door, the extravagant floral arrangements in the lobby, to the colors of the furniture in the lounge, a subtle scent that I can't even describe what it is, but it's very soothing. And in the evenings, there's always live music. And while I was taking classes at Duke, I used the excuse of not wanting to drive home in the dark, just so I had an excuse to stay at this hotel. It was such a treat to be in that energy. I always felt so good knowing I was going to be staying there and having that evening to myself. And we all need those feel-good feelings in our life. Just thinking about it makes me want to plan something in Raleigh or to go on a trip back to the green bar. But think about how you can bring some positive vibes into your personal environments. You don't have to go somewhere. This can be at home. But find, find ways to bring into your environment things that are going to make you feel good. And environments also pertain to people, too. If you're wanting to improve your physical health, joining a gym where you can be around people that value health would be a right environment. If you want to pick up a new skill, joining a group where you'll be around others that share the same interests, again, a right environment. You get the idea. Choose environments that feed your soul and your senses. Well-being tip number five. The world is full of difficult people. I can't tell you how many books I've read about dealing with them. One of my favorites is Bullies, Tyrants, and Impossible People. The thing I've come to realize is no matter how hard we try, we'll never be able to control anyone else except for ourselves. So it's crucial to become an expert in choosing your emotions. So tip number five: choose your emotions. When it comes to emotions, two things have been extremely helpful for me. The first is learning to become a witness to what is being said and the initial feelings it produces. I then learned to remind myself that usually people act out because they're needing something. So if you haven't listened to the podcast on the four A's, go back and that'll catch you up to speed. The other thing is remembering that I'm in complete control of my response. Being offended, upset, angry, whatever the emotion might be, is absolutely my choice. I can't be harmed by the words and actions if I don't let my emotions be ruled. So choosing emotion, tip number five. And the final habit that has profoundly impacted my well-being, you guessed it, meditation. If you had told me 10 years ago when I couldn't sit still for a moment that meditation would be so helpful for my stress and overwhelm, I would have literally laughed. If you had told me I could lower my blood pressure 20 points in 20 minutes, I would have said you are crazy. I had no idea how impactful meditation would be in my life. I also didn't realize that when my body started sitting still, my mind would follow in suit and get used to sitting still. It's crazy that now I actually crave the quiet and stillness, and my higher self prompts me if I miss a meditation. I can't tell you how many times before leaving work I turn everything off, go to the office next to mine that has a single lowly comfy chair, and sit and decompress before my whole one-minute commute (laughs) to the house next door. And it's a bit of a ritual before leaving the office to separate work life from home life. Try it one day. Take five minutes, center yourself before leaving your desk and starting the next part of your day, and let me know what you think. I think uh, you'll find it's um, pretty impactful. So as I wrap up, there's a story about a Zen master and a student. Sitting by the lake, the Zen master told the student to get a glass full of lake water and put a handful of salt in a glass, stir it, and then taste it. As you might expect, the student said it tasted awful. And the Zen master then instructed the student to put a handful of salt in the lake than to take a glass full of water from the lake and taste it. And the student said, has no taste. The moral of the story is the amount of stress in life remains the same, but the amount of stress we taste depends on the container we put it in. When you're stressed out or overwhelmed, you need to enlarge your sense of things. You need to stop being the glass and be the lake. One way to expand your sense of awareness is through meditation. So there you have it. The six biggest well being builders for me breath work, removing friction, positive self talk, choosing the right environments, and meditation. So, there are no quick fixes for achieving well being. It's a commitment to striking balance in all areas of your life. It's an ongoing, constantly fluctuating lifestyle, and it's a personal journey. So, join me each week as I continue to share tools and practices to support your mind body and spirit, based on Ayurveda and mindset. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. This is Mika Hill, signing out. Thanks for listening to True Basis Health. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. And as you move through your day-to-day, remember A clear mind is a powerful mind. So cultivate clarity with awareness. You've got this.